0: Ray Brown's Talking Birds.
1: Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod, birdwatchersgeneralstore.com.
2: By Vortex Optics, with the VIP warranty. Their unlimited, lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com.
1: And Quest Nature Tours, offering expert-led small group tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. Explore exceptional journeys around the world at questnaturetours.com.
0: And Beauty Books, an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the
2: world. Beautyobooks.com.
1: Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Welcome to our show, number 929. And if you're listening live here on the 9th of April... Best wishes for Easter and Passover and Ramadan. We'll open today's show with what's become kind of a tradition around here airing an avian audio postcard, sometimes a couple of them, as in today, in which Talking Birds listeners describe what they're seeing out there and record their observations and maybe some bird song as well. And today we have a postcard from Joe at home in Santa Cruz, California, and from Nancy. Far away from her Tucson, Arizona home in the Dominican Republic. Here's Joe.
2: Hey, this is Joe in California. I'm on my back deck with my spirit bird, the California scrub jay, and a few of our other regular feathered friends, like Dark Eyed Junko. Yellow Rump Warbler, and the California towhee. Always a joy to be talking birds. Hello, Ray. This is Nancy from Tucson, Arizona. Although I'm sending you this postcard from Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic, where I'm on a work trip. And the wonderful sound that you hear in the background is a flock of probably 70 hispaniel and parakeets right outside my hotel window. I'm in the Dominican Republic for work and I won't have time for any birding excursions, but I have learned to always pack my binoculars and do my homework because I can often see many birds just right from my hotel window or on my hotel grounds. Today, I've also seen hispaniel and woodpecker, gray kingbird, and lots of palm chats right from my window and this afternoon this incredible flock of hispaniolan parakeets cheers from santo Domingo.
1: two wonderful audio postcards there thank you nancy and thank you joe got an idea for an audio postcard wherever you happen to be just make a little recording on your smartphone and send the file to ray at talkingbirds.com that's ray at talkingbirds.com Meanwhile, I'd like to send a shout-out to our friends at Orange Audubon Society. down in central Florida, I had the pleasure of presenting a little slideshow called The Magic of Migration to them via Zoom this past Thursday evening. Special hello and thank you to Kathy Rigling and Susan Tomy Barrett and Club President Deborah Green for their beautiful hospitality. And by that way, uh, the way that presentation is available, viewable on YouTube, Just look for Orange Audubon Society on YouTube to find it. What a cool sounding bird. It's our mystery bird. This is not the mystery bird contest, though, even though it might sound like it. It's just the preview of our contest. We'd like to play the sound of the bird now so that you'll have time for the contest later on. One of the features of our show is that we often run out of time for our mystery bird contest. Our calls come in so late. So uh, we'd like to invite you to help us cancel this feature of our show and uh, give us a call when we give the signal a little bit later on in the show. Our mystery bird is a large songbird with iridescent black plumage, yellow eyes, and a long keel-shaped tail. Our bird is found year-round in the southwestern quadrant of the U.S., pretty much, and down into Mexico and points south, and breeds as far north as southern Idaho and Minnesota. It forages while walking on the ground and wading in water, feeding on insects, worms, sometimes small fish, and various types of vegetation. That's our mystery bird. The contest is coming along shortly. Prizes include a $15 gift certificate for birdio books the home of one of the largest selections of birding books in the world plus a big bag of our favorite coffee delicious bird friendly shade grown birds and beans coffee and a feather friendly bird window collision kit if we get to our bonus question on the mystery bird contest coming along just a little bit later on in this morning's show A royal salute to folks helping us spread the word about birds and conservation by becoming Talkin' Birds Ambassadors. And thank you to Emily E. from Fairfax, Virginia. Thank you, Emily, and thanks for the kind comments. And thank you to Joe Kay from Santa Cruz, California. Joe describes herself as a mind-body-soul birder and a casual birder, but one who enjoys seeking out a rarity from time to time. Whether it's dealing with the everyday challenges of life, and especially in birding, she has a personal slogan. It's only kindness that makes sense anymore. I like that. And if her name sounds familiar, we just heard her with an audio postcard a couple of minutes ago. So thank you, Joe. Well, we were really excited to announce on last week's show that we reached our month of March goal of growing our Talkin' Birds Ambassadors family to a total of 800 members. And we're happy to say that a whole bunch more folks have joined since then. It's easy to become an ambassador and just about as easy to be one. And it does help us get the word out about birds and conservation. To do it, just go to the Get Involved tab at the top of our homepage, and that would be TalkinBirds.com. That's the Get Involved tab at TalkinBirds.com. Still to come today, we'll pay a visit to the Talkin' Birds Science Corner with our own Debbie Bleacher and learn about some exciting and important citizen science projects in the spring. Also today, Mike O'Connor will join us from beautiful Cape Cod for a Let's Ask Mike live segment about something really exciting happening in his yard. Oh, my goodness. And up next, a small and exceptionally elusive songbird is today's featured feathered friend, Presented by Birdwatching Magazine. For more than a quarter century, Birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. Every once in a while, we feature a bird that not many people watching birds today have encountered, like the dusky tetraka of Madagascar's subtropical and tropical forests. One reason that so few have seen the tetraka is that until late last year, there hadn't been a confirmed sighting of it for nearly a quarter century. In late December, 2022, a research team led by the American Bird Conservancy's John Mittermeier undertook a 40-hour drive and then a half-day hike up a steep mountainside in Madagascar, only to find that much of the forest, despite protected status, had been converted into vanilla farms. After searching in vain for five days in the mountainous terrain, they headed downhill. Meanwhile, on the 22nd of December, another team from the Peregrine Fund's Madagascar program caught and released an olive and yellow-throated bird in a mist net. Eight days later, in dense undergrowth near a river, Mittermeier's team spotted and photographed a bird of the same description. In each case, the bird was confirmed as a dusky tetraka. More than 90% of the species in Madagascar are endemic, meaning they're found nowhere else on the planet. Scientists have found and named at least 150 new to science species from Madagascar in the last 30 years, and are still finding more nearly every year, including just a few months ago, our featured feathered friend, the dusky tetraca. Welcome again to our show, number 929. And we invite you again to visit our website. We have a lot of pretty cool stuff there, we like to think, and some wonderful photographs and videos and such. And that is talkingbirds.com. And if we may emphasize once again, there's no G in talking, because uh, put the G in there and you get that uh, pet store in Albuquerque. So, talkingbirds.com is the website. And connect uh, there is a good way to get to our Facebook. And Instagram and Twitter places on there as well, Uh, but right now it is uh, time for us to enter a very special place here that we visit every once in a while. That would be the uh, uh, the 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 science corner. Come up to the lab. Hold on a second. I have to reconnect this because we need to hear. We need to hear. um, uh, We need to hear. Come up
2: to the lab. And see what's on the slab.
1: Yes, it's the Talking Bird Science Corner, something we present uh, every once in a while. And um, we have this little musical intro for it. And I'm going to talk until the musical intro is over. It's just a technical thing that uh, wouldn't be worth explaining. But I'm going to just kind of plug this in over here. And then we'll have Debbie Bleacher. Good morning, Debbie.
2: Hey, good morning, Ray.
1: That was pretty smooth, wasn't it? I, thought that was <laughs> it? I thought that was I thought that was pretty smooth. Well, Debbie, last fall and winter we chatted about seasonal citizen science projects. So here it is April, about some spring projects.
2: You bet. Mm. In fact, April is Citizen Science Month. But before I get into specific projects, I just want to remind everyone what citizen science is. Okay. It's the practice of public participation in scientific research. So this means that anyone can contribute, even if they didn't study science in school.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. And st- people on any, any level, really. Oh, I loved biology in school. Unfortunately, it didn't love me back uh, exactly. <laughs> uh, but anyway, what's out there for spring projects?
2: I want to start with a website called SciStarter. Don't bother writing it down. I'll tell you how to find everything at the end. Okay. They have a whole raft of projects specifically for Citizen Science Month. They also have something they call the Project Finder, where you fill out an online form with info like your location and the topics you're interested in, and it'll suggest projects for you. Mm -hmm. They've got them all over the world and for people of all abilities and skill levels. The website, again, is sizestarter.org, but I'll give that again at the end.
1: All right, that sounds great. What is uh, next?
2: If you're an experienced birder, you might be able to help with the USGS North American Breeding Bird Survey. Mm Every spring, skilled birders in the U.S. and Canada are assigned specific areas where they make observations and report them. You've got to know your local birds to participate in this project, and there's a training you have to complete. Mm -hmm. But if you can do that, your observations contribute to a database of bird populations all over the continent. I'll give info on finding this later, too.
1: All right. That sounds good for highly skilled birders, but uh, how about a project for the rest of us? (laughs)
2: Yeah, you've got it. Many of our listeners might have heard of Global Big Day. World Mm -hmm. Migratory Bird Day is May 13th, and we can celebrate by going birding for as little as five minutes and logging our observations in Mm eBird. We can do this even looking out our windows.
1: Cool. I can do it, and I think I know just the right window.
2: (laughs) Yeah, me too. Hey, do you think the birds will know it's World Migratory Bird Day? (laughs) Maybe we should go out to our feeders and leave them a note?
1: All right. Or we could sing them a note. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, how do we find the websites for the projects uh, you've
2: mentioned? I am so glad you asked. Thank you. You can, you can find them on the Citizen Science page on our website. Go to the Talking Birds homepage, click the Get Involved tab, and then click on Citizen Science.
1: All right. Talking Birds homepage. No G in talking. Then Get Involved. Then Citizen Science.
2: Got it. Uh, also, if anyone wants to share a project they know about, they can email me at Debbie at TalkinBirds.com.
1: All right, Debbie at TalkinBirds.com. Thank you, Debbie.
2: You're welcome, Ray.
1: Now watch, this is going to be really smooth also as we do the uh, outro to this thing. Here. There it is. <laughs> Our visit to the Birds Science Corner. Uh, we didn't plan to talk about this, but I, I, I'm sure Debbie would love to hear some suggestions for Science Corner uh, ideas as well, because... Uh, there's a lot of stuff out there worth uh, talking about for sure. Okay, now, if I knew where we were in the scheme of things right now, I would proceed uh, to that particular point, but that not
2: being case, uh, Perhaps exactly. it'll be our mystery bird
1: contest in just one minute? Of course. Thank you, Jesse. In just one minute, mystery bird, yeah. The flutter of a tail feather, the flash of a wing bar in mid-flight. You don't always have a lot of time to identify a bird in nature, let alone to appreciate its beauty. But with Vortex Optics, you'll have the power to bring every wild moment closer. When you choose Vortex, you're choosing to have a partner in the field as passionate about nature as you are. Whether you're spotting old friends on the backyard feeder or packing for a -a once-in-a-lifetime trip to add a few species to your life list, Vortex offers a full range of optics and optics accessories for every birder and every budget. And whether the birds are taking you to another state or another country, You're always covered by the Vortex VIP Warranty, an unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. If you'd like to learn more, or if you need help choosing your next optic, give Vortex a call at 1-800-4-Vortex or visit VortexOptics.com. And there's that really interesting sounding mystery bird, and it's part of a group of birds that is very interesting. Not everybody loves these birds, but they are pretty pretty amazing and pretty smart. Our mystery bird is a large songbird with iridescent black plumage, yellow eyes, and a long keel-shaped tail. Our bird is found year-round in the southwestern quadrant of the U.S. and down into Mexico and points south, and breeds as far north as southern Idaho and Minnesota. It forages on the ground and sometimes wading in water, Feeding on insects and worms, invertebrates, small fish, various types of vegetation. That's our mystery bird. Tell us what it is or take your guess. No correct answer means a drawing determines our winner. At 781-837-4900. That's 781-837-4900. Uh, just a reminder, too, um, while we're at it, for future mystery bird contest purposes, if you're not hearing our show live and would like to do so in order to participate in the contest, um, just go to TalkingBirds.com. I think we heard that mentioned earlier in the show. TalkingBirds.com is the website, and you'll see how to do it. It is very easy to do. And our live broadcast, by the way, is on Sunday mornings from 930 to 10 Eastern Time. 781-837-4900 is the number to call. Meanwhile, it's Let's Ask Mike. Live in just one minute. Beauty O Books carries one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. New, used, and rare books covering everything from backyard birding to general ornithology, from field guides to photography skills, biography, fiction, and humor. You'll find it all along with the knowledgeable customer service you've been looking for in one convenient place. Beautyobooks.com. B-U-T-E-O. BeautyOfBooks.com.
2: Quest Nature Tours has offered exceptional tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. In 2023, join us in search of colorful bird life and jaguars in Brazil or on our brand new Zambia Safari. See amazing wildlife and explore habitats with travel companions who truly enjoy nature. Talkin' Birds listeners receive a $150 credit towards their first tour. Visit QuestNatureTours.com today. Birds and much more. Guaranteed.
1: Mike O'Connor is down there at the famous Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. And he, oh, look at it. <laughs> We're having all kinds of fun here with various uh, extraneous sounds. And there's one more for you. Uh, probably someone calling for you, Mike. I'm sure that's, that's probably what that, that was.
0: Take a message, Ray. I'm busy right now. <laughs>
1: Well, Mike, uh, I know you where you are, or not far from you, you've got ospreys nesting, you've got bald eagles nesting, but you don't care about that. You care about a bird that's visiting your yard for, do I have this right, the first time in 30 years?
0: Well, I've only lived here 30 years, so oh, who knows okay. before <laughs> okay. that, but since I've been here for the 30 years, this bird... <laughs> This is this is a record breaker. This is big news. I'm surprised the newspaper isn't here. I've been in this yard, and I get birds from the north. Mm-hmm. I get siskins and red poles from the south. I get painted buntings from the west. I get western tanagers plus mm-hmm. seabirds like pelicans and black skimmers and northern gannets. But this one bird has never been in this yard until the other day. I even wrote a book about this. This is how dramatic <laughs> this was. This I came home early for lunch because, uh, you know, I was hungry. <laughs> I looked out, and mm-hmm. on the birdbath was a eastern bluebird. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> oh my God! Judy Garland showed up just for this over the rainbow. Oh, look at those beautiful <laughs> shoes! Yeah. <laughs> That's Oscar, well, congratulations. Wow. Well, your book, of course, is um, Why Do Bluebirds Hate Me? Because you could never get them to come never to your yard. Never and um, and now you finally have the one. Oh,
0: and now goodness. I'm an expert because yeah. the bird was in the yard a, a, a solid 15 seconds before it disappeared <laughs> and never was seen again. But that's okay. It counts. I checked yeah. it off. And this is actually bluebird season. Well, I mean, a lot of birds it's it's breeding season, and a lot of folks who who like bluebirds to be putting up boxes right now we've just gone through the yeah. winter where an occasional flock of bluebirds will stop and pick up some suet or some sunflower seeds or have a drink at an unfrozen bird bath, but now they're looking for a place to nest so it's a good time to put out a bird box or make sure your bird box is clean, ready to go, and if you don't have one, go out and, you know, maybe make one or buy one, and make sure it looks kind of like what a bluebird should use. A natural box doesn't have to look like Graceland or the Taj Mahal. It should be just a simple, unpainted box, and put it relatively low on a post or a tree. Post is usually better, a little safer from predators, but only head high. You don't have to put it up 15 feet high and use a ladder. And then you can put that up, and now now they'll the, the, all the birds. Well, all the cavity nesting birds are, are you know interested, but especially the bluebirds. So I've got all my boxes out, and you think they're looking at it? No, of course not. I only lasted fifteen seconds. But, it's good. but I'm an expert now, right, because I, I finally can give people advice. And then when yeah. if you do get lucky enough to get uh, nesting birds, a lot of a lot of my customers, which it seems like ninety percent of them have bluebirds. And they put out mealworms, these mealworms that you can buy in a pet store or a, food, a feed store. And they put out a little dish of these mealworms, and they feed them to their babies. And actually, it's a lot of fun. They fly in and, and give them to the babies or the babies. When they fledge, they come out and they bring the family. And it's kind of an exciting time in the next couple of months during the breeding season. Yeah. I and mean, don't think you're too late, because bluebirds have several broods. And oftentimes they'll use a new box. So this is the time to make sure your box is clean. Or if you're thinking about putting one up, this is the time to do it right now. Yeah. Or just come to my house and turn the clock back yeah. for the 15 seconds if you want. Yeah, if you, yeah, to if you one, can two.
1: spare 15 seconds, right, you'll be all set over there. <laughs> it's a wonderful thing about bluebirds because, you know, humans had a lot to do with them almost disappearing, but now we've done a lot to help bring them back again. So we right, can take a look at right. The bluebird
0: that. trails that folks have put up um, – uh, along farmland and golf courses and fields, yeah, a lot of our sprays didn't help them. And that's probably, you know, i saying fairness, that's probably why I don't have them in this yard, because my neighbors, I don't want to trash my neighbors, but they all love landscapers, and the landscapers have landscaped the the, the life out of this yeah. neighborhood. So it's just my trashy, overgrown yard that finally got them. But, yeah, a natural yard is certainly better than one that's been sprayed. Yeah, and indeed. I put, put up a box, and you know, and I think, it was, well, our introduction of the House barrel,
1: right? That, that caused all the trouble. De- uh, exactly. Yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, our uh, Debbie is still with us here. She uh, she is waving. She wants to say something to you here.
2: We're not, Deb. Good to hear from your voice, kid. Hey, great to talk to you. Congratulations on your bluebirds. But I have to say, oh. pics what? or it didn't happen.
0: There, uh, what? I'm sorry. What?
1: You got to have photos, uh, uh, photo proof. She's saying. I yes, think. photo yeah. proof
2: or it didn't yeah. happen.
0: <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. this is well documented, Deb. Don't worry about it. I sent it to Ray <laughs> right away. <laughs> all
1: right. You know what I mean? Is it our friend David Clapp that, that talked about uh, how he would take a slingshot and uh, shoot the mealworms up in the air and watch the bluebirds grab them in midair? Well, first
0: of all, it's your friend, David Clapp. Your uh, Sorry,
1: my friend, David. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> that was my bad, yeah.
0: <laughs> David's too cheap to do mealworms. You th- probably could use gummy worms if I... Uh, I know. I know a lot of people do that, especially for um, purple martins. When the martins come back, yeah. I know a lady who flicks them up with a spoon, uh, mm. mealworms and crickets, and they pick them out of the air. Uh, so that's wow. kind of exciting.
1: But I
2: it don't has, think it has nothing it. to do with the birds. David Klepp just really hates worms. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Beauty O <laughs> Books carries one. Of books. <laughs> but we love Beauty O Books. But anyway, um, yeah. So. Um, Congratulations Mike again on get, getting those bluebirds there and I, I have to ask you is there a, is there a book sequel coming so you can uh, reverse what Yeah uh, was,
0: yeah um the, the, one of my employees suggested that I write a new book that says at least one bluebird doesn't hate me. At least so that'll be pretty good. That's uh, a work I what?
1: No, no, go ahead. I'm trying to plug something in here. Don't don't pay any attention to me. We're just more technical <laughs> stuff going on here. No, it's
0: smooth. It's going smooth as, as, as ever. Right.
1: At least one bluebird doesn't hate me. Okay, good working title. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, happy Easter and Ramadan and uh, what's what? Passover. That's That's right. Passover.
0: Yeah, we're all coming together. Face what a
1: day. All right, Mike. We'll talk okay. to you next week. Yeah. Bye. For over a quarter century, Bird Watching Magazine has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. Regular contributors include expert birders and authors such as Ken Kaufman, David Sibley, Pete Dunn, Laura Erickson, and others. Learn more at birdwatchingdaily.com. Okay, we're back here um, somewhere to the Mystery Bird Contest, I believe. And, um and uh, we're going to connect to uh, Debbie again here in case she wants to say uh, anything else. Uh, there you are, Debbie. And um, here we are with the, the with the mystery bird contest. Oh, we heard the bird singing there. Look at that. Thank you, Jesse, for doing that. This is one this of my on.
2: favorite birds.
1: It's one of your favorite? Oh, that, yep, okay. Yep. I don't know if that's a clue or not, but that could be used as a clue. Uh, 781-837-4900 is the number to call. I think we have... Uh, Heidi, somewhere in Wisconsin uh, there. Uh, good morning, Heidi.
2: Good morning, Ray.
1: Good morning. We're in, we're in Wisconsin if you care to share.
2: We're in Milwaukee County.
1: Milwaukee Milwaukee County. I know it, well, not well, a little bit. Well, let's see if you know the mystery bird well or just a little bit. What do you, uh, what do you think it is?
2: Just a little bit. We think it might sound like the great tailed grackle.
1: It might sound like the great tailed grackle, which makes sense because it is a great tailed grackle. So, yeah. Why not?
2: (laughs) We loved that bird when we were in southern Texas. Oh, what a cool bird.
1: It is a cool bird indeed. Uh, Let's see. You can probably tell we're a little more discombobulated than usual today, but I think we still might be able to do a mystery bird bonus question if you'd be uh, interested. I'm
2: putting you on speaker, because last time my husband was really beneficial in
1: this. thing. on a second. Ah, okay, that's cool. Let's see if I can find this mystery bird question. I We had it here a while ago, and uh, I think we can probably find it again. Um, let's see. I'm just doing this so your husband has time to get ready there, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that, Ryan. I need it. Alright, here's our mystery bird bonus question. It's multiple choice. Uh, which is the most abundant gull species in the world? Which is the most abundant gull species in the world? Is it A, the herring gull, B, the ring-billed gull, C, the black-legged kittiwake, or D, whichever the one is that steals your french fries at the beach, that would be the other choice. One <laughs> of those. You
2: mm-hmm. know, we went to a thing on gulls at Indiana Dunes a year ago, and the specialist got into it because of feeding them french fries.
1: <laughs> but we think it's B. Uh, B, that would be what, the ring-billed gull, I think, right? Ring-billed gull, yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Um, I don't think that's the one. Maybe you want to try uh, one, one more guess. <laughs> How
2: about the kitty then?
1: <laughs> the black-legged kitty exactly right. Nice job. <laughs> thank
0: you. <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks, 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 Heidi. And I didn't get your husband's name there. I'm Brian. Brian, thank you so much, Brian. We'll be sending you all kinds of great prizes.
2: Okay. Thanks so much. <laughs> all, right.
1: all right, thanks. Heidi and and Brian out there in Milwaukee County, Wisconsin. All right, and so uh, comes close to the end here of a rather calamitous uh, edition of Talking Birds. And we'll be back here again next week. And next week we'll visit the Talking Birds book nest with our resident book reviewer, Susan Edwards. Richmond. That's all on our show next week. Thanks so much for being with us. And don't forget our Talking Birds flock. That's our Facebook group for Talking Birds members. We have uh, for Talking Birds listeners. And uh, we have, uh, I think, something like um, 400 plus members in the group right now. Well, thanks to our amazing Talking Birds team, Debbie Bleacher, Frey McGregor, and our producing engineer, Jesse Wilkins, who uh, saved the day about six times uh, on the show today. I'm Ray Brown. See you next week. The Bird
2: Show. I like that. I love
0: it.
1: Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com.
2: By Vortex Optics with the VIP warranty. Their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at VortexOptics.com.
1: And Quest Nature Tours, offering expert-led small group tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. Explore exceptional journeys around the world at questnaturetours.com.
0: And beauty books an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. beauty